What's going on everybody? This is now episode 8 of The Tender Love with your boy Keith. And on this episode we dive a little deep into relationship expectations. We talk about what we expected out of relationships when we were younger versus what we expect out of our relationship now. And also what we expect out of the future of our relationships and how far we think we can take it. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the tender love t-h-e-t-y-n-d-e-r-l-o-v-e and please make sure you subscribe to us on all podcasting platforms we're now on apple music spotify google Podcasts, anchor pocket cast whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to use we're on all of it now and while you're at it please make sure to go listen to my other podcast with my friends nate and tate called talk your shit Spell exactly how it sounds. T-A-L-K-Y-O-S-H-I-T. Peace. Alright, alright. How y'all doing? What's up, bitches? Anyways. Don't look at me like that. Anyways. You know, before we get into our topic, we always start off with an icebreaker. Excuse me. Question. (laughs) Oh, what? Icebreaker. Question. So let's get into it. Are you ready, Kayeth Rayed? (laughs) Yes, I'm ready. Damn. All right. Get away. So, Keith. Yeah. What are your favorite non sexual things about me? I like your hair. Your glasses. My hair, my weave, or my natural? All of them. Okay. Uh, I definitely like your uh, your personality. Very rare you find a woman with a dope personality that can actually make me laugh. Um, I always told myself that I was going to marry a woman that could genuinely make me laugh, and I don't laugh for bullshit. Okay, period. Yeah, that's it. All right. For now. Okay. There might be more in the future. All right. Is that a promise? I said might. Damn. But yeah, it's a promise. Okay. All right. I got a good one for you. All right. Why the hell do women love smacking niggas on the ass? I can't speak for all women. You're going to today. But it's just fun. Like, Why? first of all, me personally, you have a better ass than I do. Like, the ass that you have should be mine. And the ass that I have should be yours. So it's just not fair. That's sexist. And it's just fun. That's some bullshit. And it's funny when you get mad. So you like making me mad. Y'all hear this shit, right? She likes to make me mad. She loves trying to start an argument with me, knowing that I don't want to argue. I've tried to warn her that if I argue, I'm going to curse her out. And I'll be violating. My mom even tried to warn her. But she don't want to listen. Anyways, on this episode of... Tinder. Oh, shit. I didn't think we were singing. I can't sing, so you can do that. Yeah. On this episode of... Tender love.
We're going to be talking about. Oh, that was so flat. We're going to be talking about. That means it wasn't on key. I know what it meant. Oh. I'll, do, I'll do it better later. We're going to be talking about relationship expectations. Yeah. Yeah. So, would you like to go first with me? You can go. So, what I expect out of the out of a uh, relationship is that um. Just in general, or like us personally, like in our relationship. In general, right now. Okay. Right now, in general, I would want a woman that can make me laugh. I want a woman that can, uh, that's ambitious and can hold her own. Mm-hmm. One who does love, who loves kids. Mm-hmm. Because I do plan on having kids in the future. Mm-hmm. And one who's willing to adapt to learn, um, like the stuff that I like to do. Mm-hmm. For future references. Okay. And then one who can just genuinely love, like, not be on some, like, we doing this for the gram type shit, like. Yeah. Just know how to love, love your man like that. Yeah. That's just about it for me. Mm-hmm. What about uh, Val over there? So, my expectations, they gotta be 6'5", light skin, um... Have their own business, making six figures. Not just playing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. So you done? <laughs> for now. So the my, fuck you mean for now? <laughs> so my expectations are um you have to be all about me and i'm not saying that like you can't have other things that you're into no i'm just don't. saying like don't make me feel like i'm not important either along with all the other things that you have going on with your life i'm not saying that i need to be first because of course you have things and Selfish. people that you love you know before me but I'm just saying, like, don't make me feel like completely, like I completely do not matter. Like, so, um, my second thing would be they have to be smart. Not saying that they had to go to, like, a, a, you know, Harvard or, like, Princeton or anything like that. Because I, I don't really necessarily believe that, like... Am I smart? Yeah. I don't really necessarily believe that just because you went to school, that means that you're smart because you can still go to school and be completely ignorant. I'm a high school dropout, though. Um, no, you're not. Um, I got a 2.3 GPA. That don't mean you're a dropout. I know. And, um... I thought it was sound cool. I ain't even gonna be, lie. You have to be smart. You have to love kids. You have to love... Fuck them kids. Family, um... Another thing, you have to know that my twin sister will always come first. Um, Shout out to Brittany. Um, 
and Brits. Mm. you have to love God or at least be willing to be Oh yeah, that was You have one to at least mine. be willing to like learn about him. Learn about him. Nah, ain't no at least be willing. You got to love God with me. Well, I say at least be willing to because one of the things as Christians that we have to do is lead people to Christ and not everybody grew up in the church. So if I meet someone and they're willing to go to church with me and learn about it, then I'm doing my job as a Christian. Well, you ain't got to worry about that with me, shorty. Exactly. Um, You have to want to get... You have to be wanting to date to marry. And not necessarily meaning that at the end of this you have to marry me, which is like going to. obviously something that it's should be discussed as you happen. progress in dating. But within saying that, I know that I'm just not dating just like because I'm bored. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Okay. Those are just some of them. There's a lot more of us. Um, so, what do you think should happen if a man you're really interested in does not meet certain expectations that's important to you would you like would you did it or would you give him a chance to work on that stuff and tell him about it well why is he not meeting these expectations have i not communicated them with him is he going through something that he's not telling well see this is the thing about expectations why is he not meeting these expectations for me expectations should not have to be communicated i don't necessarily think that's true well if you tell them what you expect out of somebody then they might falsify all that shit just to get you I that's mean, why it should be organic i mean yeah i I understand that to a certain extent, but some things like people, some things people need to know, like like what? Like a while back, I told you I wanted you to be more romantic. You wouldn't have known that that was something that I expected from you unless I told you. Okay. So, that's what I'm saying, like, certain well, things. Don't you know? think that's something that I could, like, I could have, like, picked up on? Um, maybe eventually, but for me, like, I needed that's, it to happen. That's part of growth, though. Yeah, but for me, like, when I told you, I needed it to happen within that moment because that's what I was craving for you at that time out of our relationship well um the reason i say that is because like i don't think like you have a certain type of man right like certain things go into what you're looking for for a man and if you're telling that man what you're looking for in a man as far as expectations then i mean we all know niggas gonna lie about some shit yeah just to get a girl yeah so if you tell the nigga that like what you want in a man like as far as expectations for a relationship Mm -hmm. then there's a good chance he gonna put on the front to do all of that just to get you 
Well, what things are we talking about? Because you could say, like, I don't want somebody that's going to cheat because I've been cheating on before. Uh-huh. I feel like that's just, like, a common sense thing. Like, why would somebody want to get cheated on and they're thinking that you're completely, like, about them? That's the thing, though. Like, you shouldn't have to tell them that. Yeah. You shouldn't be telling them that you don't want somebody that's going to cheat on them. Like, that's... That's basically that's the expectation. I expect you to not cheat on me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You shouldn't have to tell them that. If you got to tell them that, then that's already an issue. Yeah. Like, I expect you to not cheat on me. Like, that's an issue if you have to say that shit. Mm-hmm. Just like, like, my expectations, I ex- like, for a relationship, I want you to be funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Dope. Woman of Christ. All that stuff. Like, I'm not going to tell you that I want all that because I don't want you to force it. I want all that stuff to come organically without me having to tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, I just see it. Mm-hmm. But I don't bring it up. That's what's going to... That's what would keep me around. That's what kept me around with you. Like, all my expectations I had going into this, mm-hmm. you met them, like, expeditiously, in the words of T.I. Mm-hmm. You met them very quickly, and... I didn't have to tell you about any of that stuff. Like, the things I did have to tell you about were, like, very small, minuscule things that didn't bother me if you didn't, had you not made a change. Mm-hmm. Like, the only one thing that I did tell you about, which I haven't told you about mu- much things at all. One thing I did tell you about that I, you're still working on is, like, how you take blame for things that you can't control. Yeah. That's the one thing. Other than that, everything else is good. Yeah. So, um, so what are some expectations that you had before knowing you're realizing your worth, like, as a person? Um, day before you for me, for some reason, I, I mean, not for some reason, for I, well, just about every man. It's going to have their physical expectations. And I think my issue was that I was more focused on that than I was, like, emotional and mental expectations. So it was like more I, so appearances? Yeah, I was more so, like, I wanted to go after this badass light skin mm-hmm. with a fat ass mm-hmm. five to shit long like hair, that. Long hair, thick red I don't know about the long hair part. Mm. Short hair is attractive to me as well. Mm. But, um... I mean, you got to wear it right, too. I just but wanted to make it corny. That's why I said. I, I know. I know. I wanted to cut off your corniness because... <laughs> it's too early in we're the not a, We're not in Nebraska. We're not no fucking corn huskers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that bad? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, like, my issue, like, starting early with relationships and stuff... Mm -hmm. So I was more focused on the like I was more focused on like Looks and Less about feelings Mm -hmm. And like Do you think that is maybe like A mistake you made in your last relationship Was it more so about looks Of course Okay. That I don't know I don't know what I mean it it, it was Part of it was that I was young My Mm -hmm. first relationship 
and like I wasn't a huge judge on looks, but I still had my like boundaries for it. Yeah, of course. And I didn't really necessarily I didn't necessarily know what it was like to have feelings on for somebody, and then it, like it truly those feelings are acted on, mm-hmm. turning into a relationship. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like me stepping into a world blindly not knowing what's going to happen mm-hmm. but that kind of needed to happen for me mm-hmm. so that going on to into my next relationship being you of course mm-hmm. I I knew what more I wanted Yeah, it wasn't for that last relationship if you were my first relationship I probably still wouldn't have known what I wanted mm-hmm. so that makes sense yeah and I mean of course it sucks the way shit ended because nobody wants shit to end on heartbreak but yeah it needed to happen mm-hmm. um so like I've for some I've seen situations where dudes have met the expectations of a woman but the woman still don't want them Mm-hmm. Why do you think that happens? Um, is it a thing about looks or like, are they, is it a fear that I they might have? I think it just might be because they're doing all the wrong, the right things, but it just may be the wrong person still. You know how like um, people say like, you could do this, 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 and that, and at the end of the day, a person will still cheat. Yeah. It's the same concept. Well, I mean the situation as far as like, like the you you ever heard the situation where like, the girl could be like, I need a man who do this and that and this and that, mm-hmm. but then like she got maybe like a friend or a best friend who's like, I am the man who does this and that and this and that, but she still don't go after him, and then she'll say some shit like, Why can't I find somebody like you? And then the dude be like, but I'm somebody like me. Like I said, just because um, it just might be the wrong person. Is that she where? Might be, she might be attracted to the qualities, but I just was gonna not say, them, is, like, is, specifically. Is that where attraction comes in? Like, yeah. physical attraction? Yeah. Okay. Because well, I, I feel like that most, most definitely. That, that's kind of happened to me as well, like. Okay. I mean, like, not the whole, like, but I'm the friend. Not that part. I was on the other side of it. Where, like, I used to talk to some people that literally were kind of like you. Basically, like, you had the same qualities. It's just I wasn't attracted to them like I am to you. Mm -hmm. So, like, no matter how hard they tried, they just couldn't get me. They couldn't get me to, like, open up my vulnerability like you did. I did? Yeah. The fuck? Uh, I guess I'm saying I did, like, as a question because like, it's not something that I did, like, on purpose. Yeah, I know. That's the best part about it. It was, you didn't force it. It just happened. So, you didn't really show your vulnerability a lot? Um, in your last relationship or just in general like in your nah, that, 
my last relationship, I did show my vulnerability, but I was young and it was my first one. Mm-hmm. And then, like, after the heartbreak through that shit, like, I didn't want to open up myself to many people. So, do you think you were too vulnerable in that relationship? To me, there's no such thing as too vulnerable. When you're in a relationship, you got to be as vulnerable as possible. Mm-hmm. But I think that she took advantage of my vulnerability. Ah, uh, got it. Got so... It. Then, like, after that, I was so scared to open up my vulnerability on my, my, myself. But you, like, I didn't want to be there. I always told myself, like, I'm not, like, at the time I told myself, I'm not going to find a woman for me until I open up my vulnerability. Little did I know the woman for me was going to be the one that made me, that, like, did it themselves. Like, they opened up my vulnerability themselves without even trying. So, like, what do you mean by your vulnerability? As far as, like, getting into very deep conversation and stuff like that about the deepest, darkest thing. Like, like we can literally talk about anything. Yeah. And, like, you also, like, seeing yourself more clearly and stuff like that. Or? Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's kind of complicated. No. I'm, because, I'm, like. I think I'm getting it. When people hear the words vulnerability, the first thing they think of is sexual th- sexual things for some yeah. stupid reason. But I'm talking more so like, I mean, and you know too, when you go through heartbreak, it's like, there's heartbreak and there's heart shatter, if you know what I'm saying. Like, when you shatter something, you can't put the pieces back together. Mm-hmm. But when you get heartbroken, you can take those broken pieces and put it back together, stitch it up. Mm-hmm. It won't be the same heart that you had before, but it'll still be a functioning heart. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows if you break something like a bone or something, only time can heal it. Yeah. So that's kind of how it was for me. So oh, okay. just like I see what you're saying. That time, that injury process for me was a six-year process, mm-hmm. where where I went from completely broken, freshly broken, to completely healed and this is perfect timing for us and i guess everything that happened from when we first started talking to when we first got together it's just like happened perfectly including the season yeah because just just from that alone where you asked from you literally said can you give me your mom's number just in case that happens again like i know i'll know what to do like Mm-hmm. Stuff like like if and it sounds bad, but if you get into a you talking to somebody, most people if they talking to somebody and they might there's a possibility they have a health issue. Mm-hmm. They think long term and they're like, I don't want to deal with this in the long. Especially if you're not like already together. Yeah, like they're thinking I don't want to deal with this in the long run, so I'm gonna get out of this as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. But you were literally ready to fight that head on, and we weren't even together. Like we only went on three dates. Yeah. And you were ready to fight whatever whatever it was, you were ready to fight it head on. Mm-hmm. So that that resonated with me very well. And with my mom. Mm-hmm. It surprised the fuck out of her, too. She was like, did she really ask for my number just in case? Because when my seizures happened, the only person I want to see is my mom. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... It, it, was, it was just like... You 
opened up my vulnerability for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it should be. You shouldn't have to do it yourself. The person that you that's meant for you should do it for you without even knowing. Mm-hmm. So. I was a little bit more um, of the opposite during my breakup process. Um, it was the same as far as I was very closed off. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't let a lot of people in for a really long time. Um, mainly because I didn't know how I was feeling yeah. for a long time. But then once I figured it out, I still wasn't letting people in a lot. Um, so during my three-year breakup process, I had to, I had to, um, I had to actually open up mm-hmm. more because um, at that point, it was more toxic for me not doing that. It was more toxic for me being closed off because it was affecting my relationships with the closest people around me. Yeah. So, um, I had to do that a lot more. I was still more closed off with guys because mm-hmm. I had, once I had got to that point, I had let myself be more open with my close family and my friends. However, with guys, you know, I still kept them at a pretty good distance. See, that's weird because, like, from what I've experienced, women, when they go through a breakup, are a lot better at just sticking to themselves. To whereas men, when they go through a breakup, they feel like they got to fill that void. Well, I did feel it for a but while. But they got to do it quick. Like, um, for me, when I Well, went, I did do it pretty fast. When I, how fast? Like, the next day? Filling the void? Um, well, I mean, like, after your breakup, how, how, how long did it take before you had um, any interaction with another man? Like, less than a month. See, that's, that, to me, that's long. Oh, wow. Me, after my breakup, the girl I was, um, had a little, like, I guess you can call it a friends of benefits type situation with, mm-hmm. before the relationship, mm-hmm. li- I literally hit her up the day we broke up. Mm. So I was like, I'm, I need somebody to talk to. At least I thought I needed somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk to nobody from my family because they was just going to say I told you so. Mm-hmm. And they were right, but, I mean, shit. Yeah, you don't want to hear that. You, that yeah, that that's the last time. That's the last thing you want to hear going through that. Yeah. So, like, I hit her up. Just wanting to fill a void of everything. When I mean everything, I'm talking about, like, getting held and shit. It's interesting. The sex, all that. Like, it's, I wanted all that to be filled at one time as soon as... It's interesting that you say that. And that just goes back to, like how careful you have to be when you have sex with people because everything that you were feeling that day like the madness the sadness irritation Mm -hmm. like all that released itself yeah once you and her like had sex but we actually didn't have sex me and that girl that uh hit up Mm -hmm. we didn't have sex she's actually like even though we were young she was still mature enough to say like I can't have sex with you. You just went through a breakup. Like, mm-hmm. that'll just make things worse for you. Yeah. And, with, and I, I appreciate That's her nice. for doing that. Yeah. Because you... I, I know for a fact you will feel worse. Like, from experience. Yeah. You will feel ten times worse. Like, for anybody listening to this, the last thing you want to do after a breakup is 
immediately go have sex. Like, because you gonna, you gonna, like, you gonna think, like, during the sex, you gonna think, okay, I'm not thinking about her no more. But as soon as you get done, or even during the middle of the sex, Mm -hmm. she gonna pop up in your mind. That person pops up. You doing it to get back at them, but But then you gonna miss them. But they don't even know that you're doing it. Nor do they care. Or they might care, but I mean. So you're you're not really pissing them off because they don't know that you're doing it. Yeah. And it just makes you feel so much worse. But like I said, um, going back to what I was saying before, like, um, I was more so closed off mm-hmm. to guys, and um, right when like we started talking, yeah, um, I had like was like teaching myself to be more trusting. Um, which is why I'm glad that, um, we didn't start dating, like, becoming boyfriend and girlfriend, like, right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that we started talking in March and then didn't get together until August. That's crazy how we were both on the same page with that and didn't even know it. Yeah, because that was something that, I think we might talk about a little bit, too, when we were playing, like, 21 questions or something. But I don't I, think I so. Needed, I needed that time to... To you know, not. I didn't want me my fear of getting cheated on again mm-hmm. to manifest itself in our relationship because yeah. um, that should break. it can happen and it's normal because you're human and it's normal to be scared, especially if it was you know something that was really bad. That fear, though, can tear apart something that, like, something good in the work. Yeah, exactly. So, I had to get over my fear of that. Um, but you definitely made it very easy, like, from day one. Um, we had always been, like, very straightforward with each other. Um, and um, even if you were, like, talking to other girls, like, during that time, like, I didn't care. And well, see, that's the crazy this. part about the straightforward thing. Like, I used to be so scared to, like, speak my mind mm-hmm. about what I wanted, from, like, out of people. And mm-hmm. then, like, I guess I had to talk with a couple of my boys. Mm-hmm. And, like, they were just like, dog, it gets so much easier with, like, with these girls if you just tell them what's good straight up. Because, like, Not ain't nobody. Relationship. Ain't nobody trying to tell no girl straight up. Like, you don't want to sound like a dog trying to tell a girl straight up, like, yo, I just want to have sex with you. It just depends on how, how you say it. But, yeah, but, like, at the end of the day, if you just want to have sex with a girl, just tell them, like, look, I don't want to be, like, I'm going I'm to keep it 100 with you. I just want to have sex with you. I'm not trying to do all this, like, extra relationship stuff. If But you got to be nice about it. You can't be like, hey, I want to fuck. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to get some pussy. Like... Because it was like I was telling Keith earlier, like, for the most part, girls, they want to have, like, sex, too. Mm -hmm. But we're really just waiting on the guy because of that fear of rejection. And, like I said, it's just all about how you go about it. So, So girls are more scared to go up to a guy and say they just want to have sex? Yeah. Because of why? Because of rejection. Really? Yes. But the thing is, Especially I feel like girls, guys get rejected way more than girls, though. I mean, 
Maybe. I feel like a lot of more issues could be resolved if girls just said the first word. But girls are more insecure than guys are. At least y'all think y'all are. Yeah, especially. Guys are very insecure. They hide it well. Yeah. Um. So, and then you were like, oh, I'm his type and like blah, blah, blah. Like, I know for us specifically, like me, because, you know, I'm not light skinned. Like, yeah. even if I was talking to, like, a darker-skinned black guy, mm-hmm. it was always the fear of, like, okay, like, is he still going to want to talk to me? Because he could only just be into light-skinned black women or white girls. So, that's something I actually want to talk about, too. It's like... So, it's that fear. Like, am I your type? Am I, I feel not? that. Because I, I used to have a fear that, like, you know, there's a, that moment where, like, every like everybody was fetishizing over light-skinned niggas, like, tall, light-skinned niggas. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm a six-foot, dark-skinned man with, with nappy that hair. That always pissed me off. What? That whole, like, fetishizing over lighter-skinned black men and lighter-skinned black women. I was just like... And just all around spectrum, like... Especially for some people, like when it comes to lighter skinned black people, they be acting like it's a completely different race. Yeah. And you still check black African American, whether you're light skinned or a dark skinned American black person. That shit used to make me so mad, too. Like, it pisses me off so bad. You could, I don't give a fuck how light skinned you was. And please don't get me started on people. Now I want to have dark skin children. Shit. Because that's yeah, a that's different a, episode. That's, <laughs> that's a whole other episode right there. But, like, I used to be scared that I wasn't going to get no play because I was a dark skin man. Really? Yeah, I was a dark skin man with no, um, well, I used to be scared that I wouldn't get no play from black women because really? I was a dark skin man. And all I saw on Twitter and Instagram was them talking about oh it's like skin complexion so when was this like this was probably year? like this was probably like four 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 five years ago well yeah okay that was around that time yeah or like where people would be like teen light skin and yeah stuff like that. stupid shit like that yeah and you know light skin niggas did that whole little they rub their hand across their face and then they squint their eyes and shit like the sun is out it'd be dark as fuck outside yeah and I was just like, I don't, I don't look like that. I ain't doing all that shit, so I'm not going to get no play. But then, like, it took some time mm-hmm. and some realization mm-hmm. and just being around more black people. Mm-hmm. You realize how beautiful a black woman really is. Like, really? And that's why, like, so the niggas that you see on, like, Instagram or Twitter that say, like, they'll date a white woman and they'll never date a black woman like mm-hmm. y'all gotta real like I'm not making no excuses for them saying that shit like I don't give a fuck how much people you've been around like you don't got dog out no black woman cause they'll put you in your fucking place and your mama black nigga mm-hmm. but uh you do have to realize they not around a lot of black people mm-hmm. like me I grew up around a bunch of white people my, like damn near my whole life I moved over here in Woodstock when I was nine years old. Mm. From then on, I saw nothing but white people. The few black people I saw 
all the black girls are already in relationships with niggas that was like two, three years older than them. Interesting. And stayed in them shits for a long time. Interesting. But then, like, once I started surrounding myself just, like, with more black people, whether it be going to church, hooping, just going to, uh, actually, like, the black malls, not town center, but, like, Cumberland, mm-hmm. and, like, what's the Mall of Georgia and shit like that, just seeing more black women, mm-hmm. I started realizing, like, damn, like, nobody really has shit on a black woman. Mm-hmm. At all. I don't give a fuck. And it, it wasn't a complexion thing. It was just they're black. Mm-hmm. And then, hearing, like, just seeing a black woman's confidence all around, no matter who they were, how they carried themselves, that shit was so attractive to me compared to, like, this is no diss to white women, but to me, mm-hmm. it's just a, this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And from my, my experience, every white woman that I've either talked to or, like, had any type of relations with, they were all so, so like, easily submissive. Mm-hmm. And basically lets you get away with anything. I need me a woman to put me in my place if I'm fucking up. Mm-hmm. Like, you, if I'm fucking up, you're going to let me know. I mean, if I'm not doing something right, if you feel like I'm not doing something right, you tell me. Oh. But, I mean, I'm not, like, when I'm saying fucking, I don't know I mean, like, actual, like, crazy fucked up shit. Oh, well, yeah. I just mean, like, if I'm not doing something right or if I'm not being so, like, like you said, like, when you had to tell me, like, I'm not being as romantic. Mm-hmm. You put me in my place by telling me whether it was a nice way, but you told me. A lot yeah. of people won't tell people that shit, won't communicate. Yeah. So, and, like, black women are really well, most black women are really well at communicating what they really want. I know that was a really big expectation for the both of us was communication. Um, Hell, yeah. I used to hate, still to this day, hate somebody that don't communicate. Yeah, because... On any level, whether it be relationships, work, um, family, any of that. Even basketball, if you don't communicate. So many things can get solved if you simply just communicate and I know it's different for some people because a lot of people don't like confrontation Mm -hmm. and then some people have like social anxiety that contributes to it however not just because you bring something to somebody's attention doesn't mean you have to argue like if that person takes it and if they if they take it that way and they feel some type of way and they get hostile about it, hostile about it, then that's on them. That that's a behavior that if they, they get, need to work on. To me, if they get hostile about it, then they know they're doing wrong. Yeah, that's a behavior that they so, need to personally work on. But so many things will get solved if you just communicate. Like I said, I think it was maybe in the last one or a couple podcast episodes mm-hmm. ago. I would ask my ex. Like I would, I would clearly see that something's bothering him, but and he wouldn't say anything's okay. He wouldn't say anything. So then, when he finally opened up to somebody and made himself vulnerable, it was a girl that he cheated on you with, right? Yeah, and of course, <sighs> if somebody's gonna cheat, they're gonna cheat. However, I feel like if you just communicate, especially with the person you're supposed to be communicating with. Yeah. Then a lot of that can be avoided. So, like, one thing I know I learned about, like, communication and relationships, mm-hmm. just by, like, looking at my mom and dad, mm-hmm. their communication is so well to the point, like, to this day, they've been together for 28 years now. Mm-hmm. 
like married for 28 years mm -hmm. and have not had a single like true argument like yelling at each other yeah neither have we though yeah, i mean but i know we've only been we've only been together for a year for and some a change. little while but i don't think i would ever see us necessarily that's, that's the thing though like get to that point like i know we can't predict the future but like why know, both of us are like too goofy and to stay upset and like i'm too lazy to keep on arguing about shit yeah. But like, see what I'm what I'm getting at is like for twenty eight years. Think about how long that is. Twenty eight That's years. Twenty eight years, somebody could've done got their damn PhD by then. Mm -hmm. They went that long without a single argument. Like Yeah. They'll have their disagreements. Yeah, of course. But their communication is so well that they know how to space from each other. Mm-hmm. And give each other room and time before they can bring it up again in a more calm manner. That's a good point that you brought that up because with me and my twin sister, that used to be a problem. Yeah. So we would get into arguments and I would want to like settle it right then and there. And she would just be like, I can't do this right now. I need to walk away. And I'm thinking, like, you're doing this because you don't want to hear what I have to say. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to hear that you're wrong. But in actuality, she needed that time to reevaluate the argument separately. From and me. actually think about it. Yeah. And then some people, when they need to walk away, they're probably trying to prevent themselves from saying something very hurtful and offensive that they may not even mean. But they're doing it just to make sure that you don't win. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like... See, with my mom and dad, their communication is so well, they don't even have to say words to know how they feel. Mm -hmm. Like, how our communication is getting so well. You remember when we went to Wellstar? Mm -hmm. And all them, it was like right the beginning of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. All them damn people throwing up and shit. Yeah. We didn't even have to say nothing. Mm -hmm. We just had to peep what was going on. We looked at each other and got the fuck out. Yeah. It was, that's how well, that's how... It sounds something. It sounds like something so simple, but that's what good communication is. Mm -hmm. Like my mom and dad, they've gotten to the point where they're literally finishing each other's sentences mm -hmm. because they just communicate everything yeah. and they truly love each other. Mm -hmm. Like my mom gonna know when my dad don't fuck with a certain area and she'll leave. Mm -hmm. Literally, just be like, okay, we'll get out of here. And my dad will, my dad will say the same thing. Like he'll know. If they out shopping and he ready to go, but he sees my mom's having a good time shopping, he'll literally just thug it out. Yeah. He don't want to be the one to just say, man, fuck this shit, let's go. But on the contrary, my mom will be like, even though she's having a good time shopping, she'll see that my dad ready to go and she'll like pick up the pace. Mm-hmm. So that's just what happens with good when you have good communication. Yeah. It gets to the point you ain't even got to talk and you know how you, you know what the other person's thinking. Yeah. And I think that was what was really good about our relationship. Like starting off, like we were just so like straightforward with each other. Yeah. Um, especially you, with me telling you like, hey, I'm abstinent and this is how long I'm doing it for. And mm -hmm. like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And. Yeah, I told you that because I didn't want to waste my time and I didn't want to waste your time. Yeah. Either. Yeah, that's the whole thing about, like, 
dating and stuff like that, like, I feel like the first, in the first, like, day of conversation, what somebody wants out of that situation needs to be brought up. Mm-hmm. Whether it be sex, friendship, relationship, business, any of that. Like, whatever you want out of that with a certain person, it needs to be brought up on the first day of talking. Mm-hmm. No matter what. And it shouldn't be at the end of the day. It literally needs to be, like, towards the beginning of y'all actually talking that day. Yeah. Didn't I tell you the first day? Huh? Didn't I tell you, like, the first day? You literally, we both said on the first day we looking for I mean, I had it in my profile, like, I want that Lauren and Nick relationship. No, I mean about the whole abstinence. Oh, yeah, you told me on the first day. Yeah. You told me, like. The first day we talked. Not the first day. The first day, like, we matched on Tinder and we got into our flow of conversation. Just to let you know, I'm abstinent right now. I'm going on an abstinence journey. And and that's something, like, people need to say that shit. If you're actually doing that, you need to say that instead of, like, waiting until the last second. Because mm. there's dudes out here, and this is it's, it's a weird thing to talk about, but, like, and I know it sounds bad, but there are dudes that do certain things just to get some ass mm-hmm. from a woman. Mm-hmm. Because that's just how it's been portrayed in, in society now. Yeah. Like, you do something for a woman, she gives you ass in return. Mm-hmm. And... It's, it's weird looking at it from both sides. Because on the demand spectrum, you just you just spent all this money on this girl. Mm-hmm. Could have flew some girl out. And she still don't get you no ass. You feel like you just wasted all your time. And That's money. why that needs to be talked about. Yeah. Before him. But, like, everybody was like, like I, like, I don't know if this is what happened, necessarily what happened, but from what transpired... With the whole future thing, like how he threw the girl out and she didn't want to have sex. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that conversation had already happened, but from like her saying, from what the situation was, it seemed like that expectation wasn't talked about beforehand. But even if she did, they did and she got there and she changed her mind. Like, and that's what he wanted. Like, you can't be mad because you knew that's what he wanted from the get-go. So if he's like, nah, go home, like, you can't be upset. But then, like, so there's two things on the girl side I want to say. Like, one, something about it's like, with women, mm-hmm. they have to be 100% on board with having sex with you for it to be okay for you to pursue it. Even if they get down to 99%, that 1% going to show pretty well if they don't want to have sex with you. There's going to be signs. Mm-hmm. And you have to go by You have to abide by it. Because if you don't, then it's going to end up turning into sexual assault mm-hmm. or rape. Mm-hmm. And niggas, not, niggas don't need to be catching no cases like that. Exactly. But then, them same women can't be the woman that offer pussy for a gift. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. I don't like, like, I was never a fan of that, like, when, like, saying some shit like, uh, you get your girl something for Christmas, and then you, you want, you waiting for your gift, and then she'd be like, wait, your gift is me. 
And then, like, to me, that's just a cop-out. Like, you don't want to get that nigga shit. Now, it's different if you're going through that's a different. tough time and you can't find a job like how I currently was for the past couple months. Um, yeah, that's different. But, like, but you, still, you, you knew that, like... You still got creative and still got me gifts to, that I have, like, to this day that I cherish. Yes, that's true. So... You like, can do something. You can do something. There's always something you can do that doesn't involve sex. Yes. And like, to me, it's not a gift if I've already gotten you plenty of times before. Like, literally, like, Keith has, obviously, you know, if you're listening to this and if you're new or not, you can tell that Keith loves basketball. So, literally, I was at Dollar Tree. I saw these little, like, basketballs. It was like these little basketball, like, note cards. Yeah, shit. note cards. And there were ten of them. And I just wrote ten reasons why I loved him. And he, like, cherished that so much. Yeah. And he still has. I think it's sitting in my drawer right now. Yeah. So, like, you can do something. It's small things. But you also, it's weird. You also got to know your girl loves, like, and your man love like oh yeah most definitely because some 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 people like to get like expensive gifts yes and i, I like under them sometimes i understand why like the the principle of getting an expensive gift is like this person just sacrificed this much money for me mm-hmm. they must truly love me type shit mm-hmm. but then some people take that to their advantage and just buy the love from somebody yeah. Like you could be a nigga with mad money, but you corny as fuck. Yeah, because honestly, like, the gifts that you probably thought were, like, the most simple and easy were, mm-hmm. like, the hardest to make. So this is a question I've always wanted to ask, like, a lot of women. Would you rather take a man, like, if you had to choose mm-hmm. in five seconds, would you rather take a man that's corny as fuck but got, like, a seven-figure salary? Mm-hmm. Or... He's corny a man, and has he's a corny, but a seven-figure salary. A seven figure salary. Mm-hmm. Or a man that's dope as hell, but got a uh, got, but only make fifty thousand a year. So corny, like what do you mean? He's a goofball ass nigga. Like he do shit like like Tory Lanez type. Nigga. I don't think that's a good example. Can you? Tory Lanez is a goofy nigga. There's no other way to okay, put it. Okay, I'm from Chicago. So what do you mean by goofy? Because <laughs> I, I genuinely I genuinely don't understand which trash means. Okay, gotcha Like, he tries his hardest to impress women But he fails at all times His fits are trash Gotcha, gotcha, like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha He buys shit to impress women It doesn't work Gotcha yep. But he has a lot of money So you have that financial security Gotcha Or would you go after the man that's making 50000 a year But he's dope as fuck 50000 and he's dope. You want to know why? Why? I'll be happier. Makes sense. You see, what's crazy is that I I feel like there's a lot of women that will pick that seven-figure nigga. Not, deal with his not to say that um, money will solve a lot of my problems. However, I've had a pretty good bit of money in my bank account before, and yeah. I've felt terrible. Well, see, to me, money only solves financial issues. Yeah. Certain issues you can't, because if you're saying that money solves all problems, 
then a lot of these rich motherfuckers that commit suicide should have did it. Yeah. So, like Robin Williams, no one expected him to commit suicide, but then nobody knew about the depression he was going to going through. Yeah. It's NBA players making millions upon millions upon millions, hundred million dollars, two hundred million dollar contracts, going through crazy depression. Mm-hmm. But nobody wants to sympathize with them because they just see them as basketball players, not as humans. Yeah. So, and I so I, I definitely res- respect your uh, your answer to that being a fifty thousand but dope dude. Like, that's because I'm kind of the I'm the same way. Like I rather you. That's that's kind of like saying like. Do what you love and let the money, talk like speak for itself. Instead of chasing the money, like chase your passion and not the money. Mm-hmm. So, you got any more questions about expectations you would like to ask me? Um, I feel like you got something that you want to ask, but you don't remember what it is. Yeah, I do. Um. What were like your um like kind of vain expectations or what I mean by that? What were like your expectations like oh like uh like for example like not saying this is you but like for example like oh like her toes always got to be done. Like, what were some of, like, your superficial expectations that you have? Like, so you mean, like, some that are always needed to happen? No, just, like, how, like, you were, you mentioned about, like, how some girls are like, oh, he got to be over six feet. Yeah. Like, what were your, like, superficial expectations okay um i don't want to sound like i'm body shaming but i did not want a very overweight woman just because because of the health issues yeah you just didn't want your girl to be like unhealthy not saying that all people who are overweight are um not healthy because that is a misconception just wanted to put that out see when i say overweight i mean somebody that i can tell completely without even having to ask that they're they're unhealthy oh like those people on like 600 pound life we yeah type shit like that like my doctor told me if i went up if i came up to you and told you that and you didn't see me so like say we're um in like one of those confession things that they do in uh what is it catholicism yeah type shit like that and i told you i was 250 pounds six feet 250 pounds Mm -hmm. you probably would think i was a six foot very fat nigga no. Most people my height is not 250 pounds. Most people my height barely even 200 pounds. Really? Yeah. But when I went to the doctor last year, they said that for African-American male that is active in the gym and plays sports, whether it be once or twice a week or more, that is actually a healthy weight. I'm not obese. So, I don't necessarily look at the number as far as weight with a woman. Mm -hmm. I more so look at their, like, how they carry their weight. Like, 
you can tell when a woman is overweight yes and unhealthy yes by how they carry themselves when they walk for me that's how it works. if they struggle walking like they're out of breath after walking not that long mm-hmm. then they're unhealthy in my opinion but if you're a Unless woman they have asthma like me but you still don't be out of breath like that i had it very well you be doing extraneous shit too you be trying to carry 10,000 bags in the house at one time. Not going to confirm. Knowing you got asthma. Not confirming or denying that. Exactly. So I, I'm confirming it. <laughs> um, but like. See like you thought you were overweight. I didn't think you were. I do think I'm overweight. I don't think you are. Because you don't struggle to walk. You don't struggle to get up and downstairs. You're not out of breath when you do it. If you are out of breath, it's because you have asthma and some shitty air in the world. And you dance. You work out, you dance, you eat healthy. You have healthy habits. It's just your body's not as proportioned. It's proportioned different than other so-called healthy women. Like mine, I don't look like I'm 250 pounds, but... The lower half of me is a two hundred. Is like probably most of my weight. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my weight is in my legs. Mm-hmm. So I just I was always one that went after. I wanted to make sure my woman that I like that I wanted to be with wasn't an unhealthy woman. So I don't want them having health issues, dying at the age of forty, mm-hmm. when I want to live till we at least eighty. Mm-hmm. I was always scared for that. Like, my mom got health issues. Mm-hmm. And she's had diabetes for over 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And high blood pressure as well. Was it because she was unhealthy? Or was it, like, genetics? It's just, like, partially genetics, mm-hmm. but mostly, like, working herself to death. Like, mm-hmm. And we did... But you also contributed to, like, um, her, like, not having a lot of money growing up. So... Yeah. You, yeah. Like... So for people that's wondering why black there's a lot of black people with like health issues, it's because we don't look after what we eat when you're growing up poor. You just making sure you got food on the table, no matter if it's healthy or not. Also, it does not help that they put mainly fast food places in more urban areas. Yeah, like that. Poor, they know what they doing. Or urban areas too. Like they know what they doing. They know what they doing. They putting these fast food places in the poor urban areas, so that these people have to get it for their family and eat it. Family grow up unhealthy. They have to go to the doctor. It's just the whole circulating plan to make more money and then for you're them. You're getting sick, and then you have health issues for the rest of your life, basically. Mm-hmm. And you want to fix those health issues so bad, but you still thinking like I gotta feed my family. I don't got and I don't I don't got time to sit here and make a healthy dinner for everybody every night when I just got off work at eight o'clock. And then they put those fast food places in those areas, but then they cut funding for after school programs mm-hmm. that uh, can that get your kid in like basketball or dance or cheer like, to help uh, get them active. One thing I know that helped me sh- like stay in shape while I was younger was that I always was playing basketball outside. like, mm-hmm. And that still helps me stay in shape to this day. Like, whenever I'm in shape, it's because I hoop a lot and work out a lot. 
Mm -hmm. I'm not in shape because I ain't been hooping. I ain't been working out. Yeah, I know, like, for me, like, it was a lot easier because in Chicago, because everything is close by, like, you can mm -hmm. walk everywhere. Mm -hmm. So you're getting active. So, like, if my mom was like, go to your cousin's house after mm -hmm. school, it's not going to mm -hmm. take me over an hour like how it is here. Exactly. It's like, take me a little bit a while, but I'm still getting active because I constantly have to do it. The way they have these cities built. The difference between like Chicago, Philly, New York, and all that—they have everything. Well. Yeah, they have everything so close together up there, and so like accessible to everybody. Mm -hmm. Like you don't even want to waste no gas getting there. Yeah. Like you just like fuck it. I'm gonna just walk there. Why not? Yeah. Whereas to down here, if I want to go to Walmart, I gotta walk damn near a mile to get there. Yeah, it's gonna take you a long time. Just like here, they say here you have to have a to car. Drive. It's quick to drive to like the Walmart he's talking about, but if you walk, it's gonna take you 30 minutes. I've made that walk before, that was about a 40 minute walk. Yeah, it's gonna take you a long time. Versus Chicago, you can get you can hit there. the grocery store, hit the corner store, hit the the um. You can hit the toy store. You can hit all that shit. Driving Food and places. Yeah. Driving and walking all within a mile of each other. Mm -hmm. And it's straight roads. Mm -hmm. It's not like no curvy hills and shit. Like yeah. straight roads. Yeah. So you know you hit that corner right there. What's down that road. Mm -hmm. Down here you don't know what the hell you're getting yourself into going around these curvy ass roads. And dirt roads and back roads and shit. Mm -hmm. So um. I had something I want to ask you. Was there anything, like, other than the weight, or was that just the main thing? Um, I was always big on making sure my girl, like, took care of herself as far as, like, hygiene. Like, I would just look at if while a girl is talking, mm -hmm. you you would never notice it. I just look at her teeth. Yeah. I might purposely make you laugh just to see your teeth. Mhm. Mm and if I see your teeth and them joints is like SpongeBob yellow. Mhm. Mm hell no. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to tell you what you need to do to fix it. I'm just gonna get out of that situation. Yeah. Cause you don't want to be disres. You don't want to sound disrespectful. Be like, damn girl, you need to brush your teeth. Right. She need to hear it from somebody, but you don't want to be that nigga she need to hear it from. Exactly. But other than that, like, I wasn't really so, I wasn't really superficial about a lot of things. It's like. Yeah. Mine was most definitely hygiene. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have to be super tall, but I wanted that person to be taller than my ex. Um, I, at least, I didn't want no super short girl, though. Because I didn't really care. I didn't care about his height, obviously, because I was with him. But this time around, I just wanted the person I was with to be taller than him. Height actually is another thing I was on my list. I didn't want no super short ass five one five two girl. Really? I wanted a girl that was no no shorter than because you like what five four five five. Mhm. Mm you about talk? My mom's five four, and you taller than her. Yeah, I'm like five five. So I didn't want. I wanted my girl to be at least five four. Really? Yeah. That's and I know this sounds selfish, but... Why I, is that? I did that because I want my kids to be tall. Really? Yeah. 
You get more access to a lot of shit when you're taller. Interesting. Like. Like. I was like, like I ain't gonna lie. If you were like six feet tall. Mm-hmm. I'd have got you pregnant like the first time we had sex. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. It still would have been all out of love, but I was just been like, look. <laughs> We're going to keep this, like, we're we going to be stuck together for at least 18 years now. That's interesting. A lot of guys want, like, shorter women. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I was not scared to climb that tree. That's so interesting. I, actually, I love that, actually. Because this is like, I'm one of the ones I like to set people up for success in the future. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we got a tall kid, we know one thing, like, that's probably gonna be a guarantee. He he gonna he gonna be a hooper mm-hmm. that could at least get him through college mm-hmm. and pay for it. Like we don't gotta come out of pocket for nothing. Yeah. Even if he don't want to actually hoop, mm-hmm. it's still something that could happen. If not, if not basketball, football or baseball. Yeah. All sports that where if you're tall, you got an advantage on things. That's so interesting. It's one of them things that guys might be scared to admit they think about, but they definitely do think about. For me, like I said, it was definitely hygiene. Um, but I didn't want you to be taller than me. Okay. I would have felt fair. disrespected. That's fair. I ain't going to let you fucking <laughs> pick me up by my damn collar. <laughs> treat me like my little bitch. That's fair. Um, I wanted somebody like who had like a good sense of style. Mm-hmm. So not, why'd you pick me then? Not necessarily like, oh, you got to be wearing like Armani like all this other stuff no i do think you have i think you have a good um i think you have a good sense of style like it's just you know it's just not i just feel like it's not as important to you right now it's really not um but that doesn't bother me because i just wear dress like when we go out and stuff and i'm very impressed by it so it doesn't bother me so i think you have a very great sense of style thank you it, it finally, it I wish feels, you would be more open, a little bit more open about it. But for the most part, I think you have a great sense of style. It feels good to finally hear you say that. <laughs> that I've always felt that way. You thought in your head that I thought it was. Well, like, when we about to, when we about to, be just look, when we about to go out and you hit me with a fuck no out of nowhere, and I'm wondering what the fuck you talking about. You be like, you not going out looking like that, guys. That's talking to me like you, my I damn mom. Like a dress. And he was about to wear, like, a t-shirt that was, like... We was going to collect the ATL, which is a vintage and hypewear store. And I had a vintage shirt on. It was... You have to admit, it was a little tight. And? You can't... I'm not going to have you going outside with no tight shirt on. What I don't the care fuck? if we go into your... Why not? shop. What the fuck somebody gonna say? I wish the fuck somebody would say something to me. No, but it's just like, why would you want to go out like that? It didn't feel tight to me, and I like the shirt. I know, babe, but you're you're not gonna necessarily. We're not gonna have this conversation right now. So and it's like I told you, I was like, I want you to tell me, like, babe, that shirt is too tight. Like, you know that I don't like wearing like tight fit stuff because I'm insecure about my stomach right now. So, like I said, I want you to tell me, like, hey, you know, I know how you feel about your stomach right now. I feel like that shirt is too tight. Maybe I want your titties to be popping so everybody know I got them titties to myself. 
Alright then. But for the sake of me feeling comfortable while we're out, I want you to tell me that's too tight. I'm going to try if I think it. I'll be too busy, like, hyping you up, though. Yes, this is true. So, yeah, um, but, but I do think you have a good sense of style for the most part. Um, mine was definitely teeth again. Um, hair was definitely a good thing. Not that it had to be, like, a certain length, but it just had to be, like, clean. What, hair? Yeah. Well, shit, luckily I had a haircut when we met. Yeah, it had to be like. Hey, boy, was swimming. You did. The waves was popping. That's when I used to really take care of them joints. Um, and then that was it for the most part, I think. Okay. Um. Is there anything else you want to ask me? I for I had something but I forgot so we'll move on. Um, so of course to end the podcast, gotta add to the road trip playlist. Oh, so I have fulfilled your expectations. Yeah, you exceeded it actually. Okay. Same here. Okay, cool. I mean, I wasn't scared to get that answer from me I knew I, I knew I did because you're still with me and you're dealing with me I'm not that hard to deal with I don't think no you can be a bit stubborn sometimes but hold the mic closer you can be a bit stubborn sometimes but you're not that hard to deal because you be talking shit that is not true see you go talking shit again how is that me saying that's not true talking shit I don't know you just be talking shit be trying to get me to argue with you for no reason. Okay then. Anyways. So we both gonna add Can we do one? One song. Yeah, I was gonna say that anyway. We gonna we just gonna add one song to the road trip playlist because Taylor is not good at coming up with songs off the top of her head like me. So one song I'm gonna add to the playlist. This is for my um my New York niggas, my up north niggas. It's called, um, I believe it's called Twisted by Mob Deep. You don't know anything about that, I already know. I've I've played this plenty of times in the car. Uh, you just. I'd be on TikTok. Yeah, you'd be on TikTok and Twitter and texting your side niggas, but, um, yeah, that's it. That's that's mine. Mob Deep Twisted. What's yours? Um, um, stream Little Mix new song. Hmm. Stream Little Mix new song. Confetti. Stream what? Say it louder, stream please. Stream Little Mix's new song, Confetti. Okay, I'm gonna need you to stop saying stream. Because we just selling free shit for other people. Okay. Just give me the song. Go listen. Don't say go listen. Just tell me the song. Confetti by Little Mix. Thank you. Stop, girl. (laughs) They not paying us to say that shit. Oh, is that why people say that? Because they pay them? Probably, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Or they're close friends with them. Okay. Furthermore, this episode was brought to you by The Lash Act. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. If you want to check them out, they are... All y'all ladies with these busted lashes and stuff, getting them from, like, Walmart and stuff. Nah, y'all need to hit The Lash Act up. She got a whole tutorial for y'all on how to wear them, take care of them. So they'll last you for how many? I think it's 20 wears. 20 times. You can wear them 20 times. Yeah, a little over 20. Exactly. And you know how many... Think about that. If you're going out once a week, right? On the weekend, you're going out once a week, every, once every week. You got to wear your, you need, you need to be popping. Have some good looking lashes. Boom. 20 wears once a week. That's 20 weeks right there. That's damn near half the year with one pair of lashes. Exactly. <laughs> she also sells more than just lashes. Lashes. So go to her Instagram, the underscore lash act. Check out her page and go to her website for you to find out more about pricing and what she offers. This was Tender Love. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Please go uh, support us by uh, subscribing to us on the podcast. We on Apple Podcasts now, by the yes. way. Share so us, please. Leave us a, um, a rating, a comment, a like, whatever you want to call it. Leave us all of that. Get our name. Help us get our name out there. Follow us on Tinder, not Tinder, goddamn, on Twitter and Instagram, and now TikTok at the Tinder Love T H E T Y N D E R L O V E. Appreciate it. Peace, bitches. I didn't mean to say bitch. Yeah, I did. <laughs>